Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. We're happy to have you here, and we're here to help you become a smarter and more profitable sports better. And I have a terrific show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Sign up for an account and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. That's PlayUp.com. Cash with Flash Best Bets has you covered. All the major U.S. sports, daily free picks, premium betting packages, we have you covered. Head on over to cashwithflash.com. And don't forget that all picks from the Phil Nason Show are tracked by BetStamp. BetStamp provides broadcasters and handicappers alike a free platform to track their picks in one easy-to-follow format. They also allow cappers to sell their picks directly from the site. BetStamp.app is your place to find all the picks from the Phil Nason Show. And now it's time to cue that music. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, my guy, man? How you doing? I'm trying my best, man. How are you? I'm doing fine, man. Just finishing up some Christmas shopping. I got to go to Best Buy after this and go pick up my mom's gifts. Uh-oh. And, uh, Are they still, how late do they stay open? Uh, nine o'clock. Oh, we got plenty of time because we're going to zip through this one. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. But now the Cougars, what did they do Saturday? Hey, we, we fell short, man. Uh-huh. We're 72. The referees had it in for us. I got a technical. Uh, the, the referee was terrible. They shot 20 more free throws than us. That is absurd for a middle school basketball game. The, the the uh free throw count was twenty four to four, wow. and we lost by. So you do the math. Yeah, I can. <laughs> and you know what? They're probably a bad free throw shooting team that all of a sudden got hot too, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was bad all the way around. Ah, nature of the beast, man. Coaching is hard work. The yeah. worst part is, is you feel bad for the kids in a situation like that. Yeah, man. You know, we, and you know, some of us we couldn't we couldn't hit the shot when we need to hit the shot. But that's fine. But at the same time, man, let the kids play, man. Like, like, like this guy, he was reffing like he had a vendetta and an agenda against people and telling me what to do. I said, hey, I'm a grown man, man. You'll tell me, you'll tell me to sit down. Like, what's wrong with you, man? I used to say that stuff when I rough too. Go sit down. I would rather do that than tee them up and hurt the kids. Yeah, but the thing, like, I just well, want you, to talk you weren't to cussing and fussing, were you? No, I just wanted to talk to him. Like, give me an explanation of what. Okay, all right. For long story short, they had a kid on the team. Every, he was he was good. Don't get me wrong. But every time he went up for a layup, he throw his chicken wing out. He would throw his elbow out, and he would hit our players in the stomach. So I told the referee to watch for it. He said, "Okay." 
So the, the very next time this kid got the ball, he did it again, and they didn't call it. That's when I had issues. I said, hey, come on now. What, what, what are we doing? You need to go sit down, coach. I'm like, what? Uh, we got a technical foul on – okay, all right. Wow. Now you trick. That's a trigger there right there. That's a trigger finger. That's too quick. You know, especially when you're asking for an explanation, for God's sake. Yeah, that's all you me, wanted. Bro. You weren't cussing at him. You just said, hey, wh- why'd you call that? Why didn't right. you call that? Oh, yeah. Hey, talk to me, man. So, yeah, that's – we're moving on. We're yep. moving on. We still tied for first, so it's all good. And you'll get that first loss, that rematch, and you'll get that yeah. one back. Yeah, yeah. So, we're we, we, we in good shape. We control our own destiny where we want it to be. You know, that's 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 how you that's how you want to be. Control your own destiny, man. So And having a chip got, on your shoulder is not a bad thing when you're in sports. Right. As long so, as you can control it, I mean, you know what I mean. Cause some right. kids out there, they're foolish and they run their mouths and run their mouths and can't play. You know, that's yeah. never a good subject there. But man, you sports is tough. Oh gosh. <laughs> Reminds me of a many a time, you know, I remember being at Corfu with someone. We were sitting there watching a match, right? And she says mm-hmm. to me, listen to this one. She says to me, she goes, why are those kids cheating? And I didn't even notice it because I'm so used to kids cheating in tennis, you know, because there's no officials there. I didn't even pay attention, man. <laughs> I said, oh, that? Oh, yeah, that, they all do that. My kids don't, but they do. So it is what it is. The Cougars will be back. But I'm not so sure about these Falcons playing the Lions Sunday. <laughs> Five and yeah. a half point favorites. The Falcons. The total is 43 points. That's nuts. What What do you think about this game other than, wow, this could be interesting? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. You're right about that one. It's going to be, it's gonna be from a, from a outside of looking in, like, ah, I might go watch that crap. But if you've been paying attention to the Lions – it's going to be interesting. They've been playing well the last three weeks. And the Falcons, they had a slip-up in um, San Francisco last week. So, And also, the Falcons are looking for their first home win. <laughs> they, haven't won, they haven't won at home this year. So, um, and, and to go along with that, along with the COVID situation, it's going to be interesting, Phil. It's going to be an interesting game, especially if you're a Falcons fan. You're still trying to hang on for last hope for the playoffs. That may be done, but who knows? You got three three weeks left um, for that for that seventh seed. Teams are falling by the wayside. COVID is take COVID is taking out teams left and right. So who knows what may happen? Uh, but it's it's not going to be okay. Six weeks ago, you look at it; it may be a lopsided victory for the Falcons. Now you look at it; the Lions may cover this spread. They may cover that five and a half. It may go out to the last play, to be totally honest with you. You think? Because I think they might win this game, actually. <laughs> I won't go there. Okay, that's fair. Go. But you I know what? Go there, and you know, because you see my picks uh-huh. every week, I've been rolling with the Falcons as uh, underdogs. Rolling. Mm-hmm. I had them the last two games they won as underdogs or covered as underdogs, but Detroit is seven and three in their last ten and four and one in their last five cover oh, against the spread. That's a tough thing. Atlanta hasn't they ha- can't really say that, can they? And and I know that Falcons fans they love their team, but they've covered twice in the last six games. You know, and both times we yeah. had them here against Carolina. That was an outright winner. 
but right. at the end of the day, you got this COVID. It's going up on Sunday. You've got these two teams who are like bottom five in scoring and bottom mm-hmm. five in defense, and points allowed. And, and, and there's so much ugliness there that Fred Sanford would hit it with an ugly stick and it would look prettier than what it is now. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think I don't think the Fal- I don't think much of the Falcons at all anymore. I used to a little bit. I love Corderell Patterson though. He he's playing pretty good. Yeah, he I love that guy. The, yeah, he got still from the Pro Bowl too. That's another thing. Yeah. That Pro Bowl, Jay, they can keep yeah. all that. You know something, man? That's turning into just like the All Star Game, a popularity contest. Yeah, I'm tired of all that. I, I don't watch the Pro Bowl anyway. But this game, this Detroit Lions game on Sunday, I'm going to watch because I am a Lions fan. They have won two games. That's pretty good. Both teams, someone is going to get their first win either on the road or at home on Sunday. <laughs> or they may tie. Like yeah. They Pittsburgh. Yeah, but like they did I, Pittsburgh. But I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, but good. what's been impressive with the Lions to me, even though uh, 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 DeAndre Swift has been out uh, and Jamal Williams been out, these backup running backs they've had, they've been toting that rock. Uh, the Johnson kid, I believe. The other kid, I can't pronounce his name. They got like two, three backup running backs who might can start in this league somewhere. Who, who is running the ball down team's throat? That's been a big part of why they've been playing well as of late because their running game has finally come to fruition for them. Uh, with DeAndre Swift, it was mainly he could run the ball, but they would throw it to him out the backfield. His, his best thing was catching. He was like second on the team in receptions or something like that. But with this, but these other kids, they they are actually running the football. So the Falcons' run defense is gonna have to be on high alert uh, on Sunday. Matt Ryan's gonna have to make the play. They gotta find Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is the most athletic player on the field. Okay, they gotta find him and find him off. Uh, because the Falcons, of course, they don't have a run game really. Cordero Patterson is their run game, and he's also their best wide receiver. So, but yeah, Mike Davis back there. That's not gonna do much. They met in the red zone. They gotta score in the red zone. That's the only way. If the Lions hold them to field goals, the Lions gonna make squeak out with a victory. The Falcons gotta cash in on their touchdowns in the red zone. Well, good luck with that. They're twenty sixth in the league in that. The Lions are thirtieth <laughs> now. Swift might play Sunday. He hasn't been ruled mm. out to the best of my knowledge. And even if he does, I. Or doesn't, I should say. I don't care either way. You know what? I think the Lions are going to cover. I, I, I'm i not sure, but I think they will. That total of, four, what is it, 42 and a half? Mm-hmm. 43? Does it, is that the play, the over? Or, or I should say we probably, with these two lousy teams, maybe take the other. Maybe a shootout. It might, it might be a shootout at Mercedes-Benz. Who knows? Who knows? Jared Goff, the superstar himself. I am not a fan of that trade. I, I think you knew that already, but psh, I'm not ready to make a pick on this yet. I have to look, but psh, if I had to pick today, I would take the points and the Lions to cover. They're 9-5 and five against the spread. They've done well. They've acquitted themselves well, and this Dan Campbell has the kids playing good. And when you have them playing hard every night, a lot of NFL teams can't say that. Seattle, Los Angeles Rams, uh, I can go on and on, uh, but the right. Lions do show up and they play hard. And I'm not so sure the Falcons do. 
So I now, think what we're going to do is just leave this one alone until Sunday. Now, I'm not going to say that Dan Campbell is the best coach, X's and O's wise, but those guys will rip through a wall for him. Sure will. So at least, so they, at least they, the, the Lions got that situated. They got a coach that the players can't believe in. Now it's time to get some talent up there. Some real skill position talent. So We'll see. We'll see. But I hope the Lions one day just play 500 ball. You know, I, I don't ask for a lot from my teams. And, of course, none of my teams are any good. So, uh, except the Mets, they might be all right. But the game that I like, this is the one I'm really interested in from mm-hmm. from a lot of different standpoints, is the Baltimore Ravens and Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the mm. Bengals are currently three-point home favorites. And mm-hmm. the total is 45 and a half. We don't know about Lamar Jackson. But what we do know is Tyler Huntley has done a pretty damn good job uh, leading that team. What do you think about this one? Can I can I can I say something? You mm-hmm. may agree with me with this. I got some 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 backlash from this statement, but then they came around like, oh, you know, you may be on to something. Tyler Huntley is a better thrower of the football than Lamar Jackson. Well, that goes without saying. Sure, he is. He's a better thrower. Of the, so I think that even if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, the Ravens should be fine. What the Ravens' problem is is that secondary. That's that's the Ravens' issue. I'm not I'm not really if Lamar not can't play. Well, for my fantasy football team, I hope he can play. But because <laughs> yeah, we in the playoffs anyway. Right. But if he cannot play, I don't think the the, the Ravens are in a position where you're like, oh my god, they're going to panic about that. I think that the Ravens' defense got to show up in Cincinnati. If the Ravens' defense don't show up in Cincinnati, it's going to be a long day for them. Because Joe Burrow, who should have been in the Pro Bowl, uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, who is a Pro Bowler, their offense, they they sort of have not been clicking the last couple of weeks. I think they're looking for a breakout game. Remember when they played them in October, uh, Cincinnati went to, went to Baltimore and beat the hell out of them. Jamar, you want to say the Jamar Chase uh, coming out party? You can say that. But they destroyed Baltimore. And Baltimore does do remember that. So it's just John Harbaugh. And that's another thing, too, that, that's really irking me. John Harbaugh started getting his own way. He's starting to overcoach things. He, it's not the same Baltimore Ravens where you let special teams and defense win you the games. Now he's starting to get in the way of stuff. Like, man, take the, like, take the, like on Sunday, you got a chance to take the, take the extra point and help your defense make a stand and you get the ball back and score. Or you get, or you win the coin toss and you go down and score. Going for two, yeah, it's gutsy, but for what? Your your backup quarterback has fought all the way back to get you in the position for you to just kick it out, kick it out the stadium. So, I think John Harbaugh and the defense got to come and play on Sunday. Tyler Huntley was the one that asked John Harbaugh to uh, go for it. He asked his players. Uh, he asked the uh, Mar- a- Edwards. Mark Ant- Edwards? Andrews. Andrews, Andrews yeah, the tight end. And those guys both said, let's do it. And after it ended, Mark Andrews walked over. They have him on tape. It's somewhere. It's yeah. everywhere. He says, hey, coach, that was the right call, and I still love you. You know, one thing about that Ravens team is they come to work, though, when they play. They play for the guy, and nobody seemed upset that they lost. It was a gutsy call. Uh, it's one I'm glad I didn't have to make. Okay, okay I'll say this. Right call, wrong play. Okay. Okay. You, you you roll Huntley all the way to the right. 
you cutting off half of the field. It's just to throw it to Mark Andrews. Everybody in the stadium knows you're going to throw it to Mark Andrews. Right. I think they could have came up with a better play than that. But, hey, now they're on to Cincinnati. Bengals are 1-5 against the spread in their last six home games. The Ravens are 6-1 against the spread in their last seven games as a road underdog of a half point to three points. What are they? Three point road dogs. Three point road dogs. I want to see who. I want to see what happens with Lamar before I make a move. But if I had right. to pick one today, today, mm-hmm. if I had to make a pick, and, and and this ain't official, it won't be at Bet Stamp. You won't see it. I would take Baltimore in the points because I sort of don't trust the Cincinnati team as much as I did earlier this season. Right. You know that whole Jamar Chase LSU thing was nice, but where is it now? Because the the uh, the problem with the NFL is it's not like college football, you know they got twenty assistants breaking down film to beat you. In college football, they might have five or six, and, all right. and they're not overly concerned really. When you have a whip like LSU, they don't need all that. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, they are a, the better team probably. They being Cincinnati, but I think Baltimore would take them if I had to pick today. I just I want to see what happens with Lamar though first because it's important for your fantasy team, and it's also important for my uh, pick in this game. I don't have I'm in the I'm in the semifinals of my we we play the last two weeks of the regular season as playoffs, mm. so this is going to be fun. There's no buys, so it should be fun. The Giants and the Eagles. <laughs> The Giants are um, nine and a half point away underdogs. The total mm-hmm. is only forty and a half points. Mm. Who yeah, is I right? Think, I, I think Vegas thinks that the Eagles going to score a lot, and the Giants going to score very minimal. Yeah, um, that's the only way they can get any bets on the Giants. <laughs> I think that's what's that's what's going to happen. The Giants. <sighs> Okay, yeah, they stink, but they, it's, it's it's sort of like what what are they doing? What are their plans going forward? What are you, it's almost like we come for the last five years. It's been the same thing with the Giants: double digit losses, sub subpar quarterback play, injuries, subpar coaching. They fired all the assistants. Now they're looking at um they're gonna shut Daniel Jones down for the rest of the year because of his neck. Then they throw up Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon has stunk everywhere he's been in life, and he continues to stink. And he stunk last week against the uh, Cowboys. Saquon Barkley has not been the same since his injury. So it's like the Giants, where do you go? What do you, I mean, what are you playing for? Me personally, I think they should start Jake Fromm. Let's just see what you got. See what you got with Jake Fromm. I mean, what, what's the worst that could happen at, at this point? What's the worst that could happen at this point? At the same time... The Eagles have found a running game. Remember the beginning of the season? Uh, there was like uh, I know a lot of Eagles fans were complaining. They wouldn't run the ball. Bow Sanders was buried getting touches. Now they're running the ball up and down the field. Yeah, like they did against uh, the football team the other night. Had over 200-some yards. Miles Sanders, back-to-back 100 yards rushing. Uh, Jalen Hurts, almost 100 yards rushing. Had two rushing TDs. Their bread and butter now is running the football. So, guaranteed, that's going to happen on Sunday. I think the Eagles going to beat the Giants. They're going to beat them big. Uh, the Giants are not going to score that much. 
maybe 27-3, 27-something of that nature is the reason why I think the point spread is at 40 and a half. I just think they don't think the Giants are going to score. And I don't I don't blame them one bit. <laughs> I don't either. But the Eagles are 0-3-1 against the spread in their last four games as a home favorite of 3.5 to 10 points. Mm. Eagles are 1-5-1 against the spread in their last seven games as a favorite of 3.5 to 10 points. You know what? I, I like what you said about Fromm. I, that would be pretty interesting to see what you can do. Mm-hmm. I will say this. The Eagles, they have, they're in the top 10 in red zone efficiency. Not offense, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, guess what New York is? Last. Yeah, dead last. Yeah, 32. <laughs> I mean, that's that that's absurd, isn't it? Yeah. That's absurd. Now, here here's a play. Here Here's one. I don't know if Bet Stamp can track this, but what the hell. We'll give it a shot. If you want to play the Giants, and I know a lot of people do, and, and I'm not ruling that out because it's now moved to 10 points. But mm-hmm. one of the things that the Giants excel at is defense in the first quarter. They're third in the league in points allowed in the first quarter. And they're up against the seventh best team. So maybe you could find something if you get a decent price and take the Giants to cover mm. in the first quarter. Mm. I think they might because they, they, I don't see Philadelphia be doing a whole lot. I, I mean, when I say that early. You know, the the yeah. Giants always come out pretty good, and, and yeah. then they kind of stink it up at the end. But the Giants are 6-8 and eight against the spread this year, and the Eagles are 7-6-1 and one against the spread. They haven't fared well at home. They're 2-4-0. and oh. But as a favorite, they're 5-2 and two this year. Maybe not against the spread, as we just talked about, but mm-hmm. they, are, they do seem to win. Now, maybe the money line is your play here, but I think that's going to be high, too. It's going to be probably out of reach. Yeah. This might be one to just sit back and, you know, eat some ham or some turkey. Um, maybe, maybe I would say uh, drink alcohol, but no, because, you know, that new TV your wife bought you probably shouldn't get broke on day one. You know, that's just my feeling. But at the end of the day, you know, that's the other thing. I, ne- I never get why people get upset at the TV. <laughs> they yeah. can't hear you, dude. Yeah, I, I I've never been the one to throw something at the TV. Now I've thrown my phone across the room a couple of times. I I did it once, and this is with the old tube TVs. I was playing in a tennis tournament. I can't remember where it was, but I was in the hotel. And what happened is is for some reason their local news. It was a small town, was showing highlights, or in my case, low lights. Mm. And I had already had a few adult beverages. I couldn't fly out that night because I had to play the next day in doubles. Mm-hmm. And they back then they had ashtrays in all the rooms, like everywhere, those big heavy mugs. Right. And I chucked that thing at the TV, and I hit it square in the tube. And, <laughs> and you want to talk about an interesting experience. It seemed like the 4th of July, a temporary 4th of July. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the fire never left the ground or the countertop, wherever, whatever it was at, at the, t- on the in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. But what a show it put on. <laughs> and, and of course I had to pay the bill afterwards you know I tried to fudge it off but what are you going to say you know they saw the broken ashtray there in the middle of the floor yeah. they saw the TV and the oh, tubes oh, oh. And, yeah. and it still and it still had the highlight of me double faulting without moving 
It was just a, it was just a, a still picture there. Yeah, half of me, in the wrong half, ah. serving a double fault. Pissed me right off. But what are you going to do? But I can't make a play on this one. But I tell you one, we're going to make a play on tonight. We have to wrap this baby up. Yes, sir. Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys. This could be a good one. The total is 46.5. Dallas is a 10-point favorite at home. What are you going to do there, mister? You are the most vocal Dallas Cowboy fan. You probably are the number one, the tribal chief, reigning. <laughs> defending, conquering. Yeah, mostly uh, defending, though, I see. With yeah, Dak Prescott. Uh, I wish they would just leave that young fella alone. You know, yeah. most of the people who hoot on him, if they suffered that injury, they'd still be in bed begging for a bowl of soup. You know what? I was like, my my TV's been on FS1 all day. That was a mistake because I've been cleaning up and doing other stuff. Yeah. And all I heard, and all I've been hearing is yelling at Dak Prescott, Dak this, Dak that. Okay, all right, let's get something clear. Yes, Dak is quote unquote. You want to say struggling or in a slump, but the Cowboys have won three games in December. They haven't lost since Thanksgiving. Their defenses are dominant. Their um, Ezekiel, he's still hurt. Yes, Dak, he, he's not playing, but look at his, his receivers. <laughs> Amari Cooper giving you two catches, five yards. C.D. Lamb want to make the extravagant plays all the time. And Michael Gallup is coming with the drops. Dalton Schultz, you want to be honest, has been his most consistent, reliable receiver the last three, four weeks. That's the tight end. So I just think that this Sunday against Washington, I think the offense is going to get back to form. I think things are going to click back. It's a primetime game. He plays well in primetime, especially at home. I think the offense is going to get better shape. I think the defense is going to continue to be dominant. Uh, the, the football team, uh, they still in a flux offensively because they don't know if Taylor Heineke will be back. Or well, they he is back. Him. He is back. He's back. Okay. But the last time Taylor Heineke played, played the, the Cowboys, he got destroyed. He, he, he I mean, Michael Parsons had a field deal. So also this this Dallas defense, there's they are sniffing out the football. They're creating turnovers. Parsons, Gregory, Lawrence, all rushing the football. Um, I think the, the, if the Cowboys defense continue to play well, I think this will be a what you call a slump buster for the Cowboys as they go into next week. They play against the Arizona Cardinals, which got some playoff seeding. Uh, we got some playoff seeding implications uh, in, for real implications going on. So I think the Cowboys will take care of business this weekend. Oh yeah, you know I I don't like this Washington team for many reasons. The main mm. one is they're too lazy to find a freaking real, real name. Washington football <laughs> team. You know, and they still have the same color scheme. So what are they really telling us? They were forced to do it by the politically correct people. And that was mm -hmm. the end of it. So first, there's they're strike one. Mm -hmm. Strike two. Here, I got strike two for you. Now, I'm in page two of my notes. So just bear with me for just one second, Jay, while I pull this up real quick. Here, here we go, brother. Here we go, brother. Football team, which could be anyone really, but we'll call them Washington. Our 0-3-1 against the spread in their last four games is a road underdog of 3.5 to 10 points. The football team, again, we'll refer to them as Washington. 
are 0 3 and 1 against the spread in the last four versus the NFC East. And one more. I, I got one more for you, just so you can't call me a two trick pony here or a hater. Football team are 1 5 and 1 against the spread in their last seven games as an underdog of 3.5 to 10. Man, please. You need to stop with all this nonsense with this Washington football team. They're wait- you know what? I'm waiting for one of these knucklehead fans of theirs to come out and say that John Riggins is going to play and Joe Theismann is warming up on the sidelines. That's what I'm waiting for because nothing else comes out of their mouths ever make any sense. And right. the reality is is they have nothing compared to what Dallas has. And you want to call that a slump, they still win. And here, more importantly, they still cover. Maybe they're ten and four, but they're a lot better. That's a lot better than six and eight. That's the first thing. Against the spread, they're eleven three and zero. They win at home. As a favorite, they're eight and two. As an underdog, the Washington Football Team is four and seven. They're three and four on the road, and they are five eight and one against the spread. And they still aren't even a five hundred team. Please stop. Please stop talking about other teams until you take care of your own. I saw that on Twitter today. I was kind of. I wasn't in the right frame of mind for all these people. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, and I appreciate the fandom, but come on, if you're third in the NFC East, you're not very good. That's the bottom line. And mm. 10 and 4 on the money line, I like it. I don't want to play the money line because it's atrocious. But I tell you what, I will lay them 10 points. I will lay them 10 points every single time they play that Washington football team, especially at home, especially on national TV especially mm-hmm. as the only game in town, I would officially pick this, and you can find it at BetStamp. I'm taking the Cowboys minus 10, and, and I'm going to laugh all the way to the bank on Sunday night by 10-15 because this game's going to be over by halftime. <laughs> because that's a sorry-ass team right there. And Chase, and Chase Young, Chase mm-hmm. Young, you know, typical Ohio State player, all flash, no cash. You know, talked a lot of stuff after his rookie season. And what did he do this year? <laughs> what did he do? He did nothing. Of course Man, he, he got did. Hurt. Yep. See, when you here's what happens in the National Football League. You know, people don't respect you until they do until you do something. And then when you do, they're going to find five ways to beat you because they don't think you can figure it out on your own. And with that coaching staff, there's no shot in hell of figuring anything out. Dallas, minus 10. Put that one in the bank, Jay. Great stuff today, partner. Hey, man, that was wonderful, man. You, yeah, that was great. You see, you missed some of those hot takes. <laughs> I wanted was- to say a lot more about the Knicks, because that's our fun thing, is the Knicks and the Hawks. Mm-hmm. But how are we going to do this on Christmas Day? And I'm serious. Yeah. How are we going to have a true, true game between the New York Knickerbockers and the Atlanta Hawks in Madison Square Garden? It is in Madison Square Garden, right? Yeah. When it was with his COVID running around. Joe Johnson got signed by the Celtics. Yeah, man. It brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> it brought tears of laughter to mine, but yeah. He scored. He did. Yeah, he scored. And they beat the crap out of the Cleveland Cavaliers because they're not very good without Evan Why can't the NBA, I know we got to go, why can't the NBA do what the NHL is doing right now? This is is ridiculous. That's because Adam Silver is a little bit too proud of his own thinking. And he, but he, you know what's going to happen? You, because he doesn't want to lose Christmas Day. That's the secret. You watch though. Watch this, Jay. Watch this. 
after mm-hmm. Christmas Day, if it's still really bad, which it's going to be, it's going to be worse, in fact, he'll mm-hmm. be the first one to pause everything. He'll pause it. He, they want to get that Christmas Day in there. Mm. That's big money. That's five games. Right. Bad luck for them, though, because the NFL is also in competition with them from 4.30 p.m. on. Yep. But that's fine with me because I'm going to watch the Hawks and Knicks anyway, and I'll be texting you. And, and great stuff. Merry Christmas, my brother. Merry Christmas. Hey, to Merry you. Christmas to you too, man. Oh, boy. You can find Jamie and at Mr. Out of Line on Twitter. The Tribal Chief reigns on Twitter, and you should be following him and, and, and just saving his tweets and savoring them in your sleep because they're so good. And, and that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank PlayUp for sponsoring this show. I want to thank BetStamp for tracking this show. I want to thank you, the listener, for listening to this show. We're breaking records every single night thanks to you. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.